This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Bartow. Brought to you by Main Street Bartow and of course by the host Lori and and Sean Serdinsky. And of course it's going to be Saturday, February 18th from 11am to 10pm in the beautiful downtown of Bartow, Florida. And of course you've got special guest Scott Finster is going to be headliner. Rusty Harrell, which is a Star Trek expert. Joel D. Winecoop, our good friend, and a Jedi Knight Training Academy. Also, the 501st will be there in full force. You don't want to miss that. There's going to be 100 science fiction vendors live. Also, if you want to be a vendor, don't forget to go and check them out on Facebook at Sci-Fi Bartow if you're interested in being a vendor this year. Also, there'll be music. There'll be two costume contests. And there'll be a television-themed car show, which is over two blocks, including Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard General Lee, the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit, and the Pizza Delivery Truck from Toy Story. And of course, because this is Super Sci-Fi Barto, there'll be lots of superhero-themed motorcycles, and there will be a prize for the car show. Also, the Game Master Nick will be hosting television-themed game shows during the day, and there will be discussions all day and panels, including Doctor Who and Secret Celebrity guests showing up from 11 a.m. till 8.30. Also, at the end of the night, they'll be showing Avengers on a two-story movie wall. You don't want to miss it. And also, if you want to bring the kids, it's a great event for the family. There's kids' activities, including bounce houses and rock'em, sock'em robots. And all the downtown businesses will be opening, selling delicious food, everything from coffee to sandwiches. You don't want to miss it. Who else is going to be there, Johnny? We're going to have Maria Saber of Gothic Sushi. We're going to have Michael Carey of Michael Carey's Fine Art, as well as Josh Bauer of JB Designs and AJ Productions. Come and see your boys at Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live at Super Sci-Fi Barto 2017. Don't miss it, and it's totally free! The happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in effect. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello Internets, my name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I have my tag team partner in life, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. And we have a special guest with us tonight. Yep. A good friend of the show and sponsor, Buck the Mega Buck is here. Hey, you guys. Hey. Uh, of course, he's from Retro Game Treasure. You want to go there, uh, retrogametreasure.com. I mean, it's we just put out a uh, unboxing video so you can kind of see some of the games that you get. Uh, and then, of course, there is an awesome uh, tutorial video if you have questions about it as yep. well. Go on there. Um, and you just added uh, recently Xbox original Xbox, yeah, um, PlayStation Two, yeah, and GameCube. Uh, GameCube. GameCube. There you go. And 
Atari 2600. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's crazy. Atari 2600. So, so those are just recently added. Go check those out. Um, and Deuce, you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. So of course you guys are like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're almost a minute in. You haven't done the Deuce salute. What the hell's going on? Well, we're all three drinking something right now. Cheers right now. Cheers. Cheers to everybody here in the studio. Cheers. 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 We actually have a brand new sponsor, and it's Grove Roots Brewery here in Winter Haven. They've got great beer and a family mm. atmosphere, and also it's dog-friendly, which I think is really cool. So That's you can, interesting. You can bring your kids, and you can bring your dog. Mm-hmm. They've got food trucks nightly. They're open Wednesday through Sunday. It's perfect for football. They've got board games. They've got bocce ball outside. They've also got life-size Connect 4 and Jenga. Cool. So, I mean, it, they've got lots of stuff you can do and play and hang out with your friends. And the beer that we actually have tonight. Oh, man. This is so good. It's good. I'm going to tell you all about Holy it. crap. There's so much flavor. That was the first thing that hit me. Yeah. I was yeah, like, wow. The flavor of it. This one is actually called Rind and Shine. Oh, and it is a citrus wit beer. And it's the squeeze of the day in, with our juiciest beer. We've added heat's. Heaps of local grapefruit, which I I can definitely tell that flavor oh, in there. Heck yeah. And tangerine zest to our refreshing wheat ale for a zippy brew that celebrates summer all year long. Um, and it's it's a 5.4 alcohol by volume, and it's 25 IBUs. Um, I love it. I it, think it's great. Yeah. It, the flavor is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm not a huge grapefruit fan, yeah. but it's really subtle, yeah. like yeah. in a good flavor kind of way. Right. Yeah, and it's it almost kind of reminds me of like a – and I hate to say this, like almost like a, a fruity or soft drink, like right. a Mountain Dew or something like that, because right. it's not like a bittery, hoppy beer, mm-hmm. which I like, hence the low IBU levels on it, which right. is really cool. Um, you can actually check them out, facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing. Also, you can go to their website forward slash groveroots.com and of course they're at three. We definitely recommend them. Oh, Buck I recommends love them. I go there all the time. Up, yeah. Two thumbs up from the Megabuck. Yeah, they're yep. right downtown at 302 3rd Street Southwest in Winter Haven. You definitely want to go see them and tell them that the happy hour with Johnny Deuce uh, sent you. Definitely. But, man, I I'm going to get you on this growler kick. I need a growler. I need a growler because, see, I've always been like just the just the regular beer, canned beer drinker or bottleneck yeah, drinker. Yeah, and too. and Deuce is all like, dude, you got to get a growler. I'm like, what are you? Yeah. I, are you I talking about that's Pokemon? You do that's in a growler? The, in the bathroom is yeah. a growler. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it evolves, evol- you know, evolves in Darkenine, you know? I'm yeah. like, what is, what is this? Uh, and you were telling me about it, and it's how many ounces, Deuce, for those uh, now, who don't they drink? they have them different sizes. They have one that's 32, and the ones I have are 64. Oh, so basically, it's you're getting like four <laughs> beers and some change if you're looking yeah. at a beer being 16 ounces. Right. So, uh, and, and I love them, and it's it's really cheap. It's only like, oh, goodness gracious. I'm going to, sorry, Joe, the, the first day being a sponsor, I'm going to mess something up. I want to say it's like $16 to fill it for 64 ounces, uh-huh. which isn't bad. No, that's awesome. I mean, you're paying like five bucks a piece when right. you're there to, yep. to, for a beer. Sure. And you can take it home because I love them for like That's fight cool for night and for home. football. Yeah. So it's Because like we're definitely enjoying it tonight home. for the yeah. recording. I mean, yeah. man. I'm... I mean, they, they, they've hooked us up with some good beers and I think each episode we're going to try like a different one. That'd be a good idea yeah. actually. That's awesome. Because I, I brought for our, our second episode tonight, I've got another growler with a different beer in it because I had them get us nice. three different ones. Nice. So That's a good idea. So we could try them all. That's awesome. Um, because really, I want to really cool. get through all of his flavors. Because I've had most of them there myself, right. but I know mm-hmm. you haven't been to right. the brewery. And right. the brewery is amazing. Oh, i got to go now. This is yeah. fantastic. Well, like, I love it. And they got TVs, so they got the football games on. Nice. And they've got like this huge like 
rack of board games. Everything from like Cards Against Humanity. And they have a cool name, Jenga. Grove Roots. Cool. It sounds like an awesome like seventies like jazz band. You know, it sounds really cool. Well, it's actually it's all <laughs> themed about uh the the grow uh, growing fruit because you know the fruit industry is so big here and they've got like sure, old picking ladders inside and like it's got a grove kind of theme on the inside. See, what really I love about stuff. this Lever? is is when I drink this. Uh, you get an extra enjoyment of an aftertaste, which I need, is I need a cheeseburger. I know, right? That's what, this. I know, right? That's all <laughs> That's you need. That's one of the best food trucks they have. They've got a really good burger truck That's that comes so out, and they have steak night. I went to steak night two weeks ago, S- six bucks. I got an eight eight ounces of steak. Mashed potatoes and mushrooms. Oh, you're making and us hungry. For making us hungry. I know, right? yeah. I know. We should all go to the yeah. alehouse after this. Right. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so big shout out to the Grove Roots. I mean, fantastic and beer. Big shout out to Joe. Joe, Joe is the one who really helped me with us. He's he's the head brewer there. He's yep. the owner operator. He's awesome. He is just awesome, awesome dude. And I I just can't say enough good things about Grove Roots. And speaking of good saying good things, we can't say enough good things about Retro Game Treasure. And we've actually got some questions for you from the mailbag. Cool, we're excited about that. Um, And we have questions we're going to ask you too that we've been thinking about. So, so this is we called it. We we actually called this segment "Ask the Buck," which is cool. And we talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We we've been talking about it for months now. That's what we called the segment. That's pretty good. Yeah, but we're going to continue it on. On Ask the Bucks, so, yeah, so keep, people are going to keep sending us emails, emails at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, and put and the tagline, Ask, ask the Buck. Ask the Buck, yep. yep, or questions for Buck. You know, As long as you put Buck in there, we yep. know it's you know it's for him. And our <laughs> first one is from Dwight R., and he asks, Hey, guys, love the show. I had a question for Buck. I know many of us gamers, and this is me and you included, right. consider the Super NES to be the greatest system of all time. Right, mm-hmm. Super But Nintendo. what mm-hmm. does Buck consider to be the most Underrated system, so, yeah, of all like time. an underrated system. You know, that I, doesn't give a lot of love. I, but I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably with, with a Deuce in this, in this category. I love my Sega CD. Sega yeah. CD. I have, I have always loved my Sega CD. I mean, I get it. The execution. I mean, the, the ideas were good. The execution was kind of poor yeah. right. on a lot of games. But I mean, I've I've got my complete digital pictures collection, including Kids on Sight, <laughs> you know, for the yeah. Sega CD. Because nice. man, I love me, you know, Night Trap and Ground Zero Texas. I love the full motion video games. You know, yeah, all I the mean, ones like that where it was like the full motion video. Like that was yeah. me. You know, middle school, the yeah. games we were playing on computer yeah. and, and Sega CD. I like the fighting games on it, too. Oh, like, yeah. There was one that I never played growing up, and I picked up later in life because, like I said, I had a, I had a complete digital pictures collection, which are the guys that did most of those full motion yeah. video ones. Right. Supreme Warrior, okay. which is wicked cool. It's like, it's like Kung Fu Movie, the Sega CD game. Oh, and that's There's awesome. two discs. Each disc has two of the bosses, let's call them. And it's like you're gonna fight the, you know, wind boss or whatever yeah. else, and you have to press buttons to like, uh, you know, guard to the left, guard to the right, right push yeah. them, whatever else. And it's it's pretty seamlessly, you know, put together. I mean, the controls are kind of atrocious, Wonky. you know, yeah. but but it's like just to see that, it's like this is cool. It was ambitious, you know. The execution was kind of half-assed, but you know, it it kind of shaped some of the the things that we do today. What was the, the life? How long was the Sega CD in existence? Do you know? Because it came out at when it came out, it came out after it was like it came out after a year of really poor revving up and a year of just like dying at the end. So maybe like two years of actual good game production in there. When when they they did it trying to be ahead. Sega Sega for all their credit, they were really always ahead of Nintendo, but it almost always felt rushed. Like Mm -hmm. the the Master System 
wasn't the competitor to the to the. I mean, it was made before the Nintendo, if I'm right. not mistaken. Right. The original games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The original, and then the Genesis came out before the Super Nintendo. The Genesis right. wasn't made to compete with the Super Nintendo. It was made to compete with the Nintendo. Right. It came out first. Right. right. But it only had a year or so of that before Super Nintendo came out. And the Super Nintendo was, you know, sorry fanboys, it was better in most most right. respects. And yeah. so Sega CD, I think it's because they were trying to be innovative again. Right. They might have gotten murmurs about that whole. Super Nintendo CD Sony deal right, and they're yeah. like let's make this before them but there were some games like uh, uh, Night Trap I think even that were not originally made for the Sega CD they were made for an ill-fated CD system my name escapes me at the moment that never came to fruition and it sat on the cutting room for like almost two years mm-hmm. before it came out on Sega CD so I mean it's like they were trying to do some really great right. things like that but I mean there's also some really atrocious stuff like you know Bram Stoker's Dracula and some other stuff that they're not I mean they're really cool if you played them as a kid and I still remember that if you with with the Sega controller you can spell Dracula because you right. have down, up, left, right, A, B, C. Oh. So if you spell Dracula backwards, if you say, spell Alucard at the title screen, you can get bonus lives going into that's that game. That's pretty cool, I actually. always thought that was really neat. That's like, really oh my neat. gosh, you can spell yeah, Dracula that's awesome. with, the yeah. with the That's controller. pretty cool. And also you <laughs> yeah. get to play as Keanu Reeves in the game, which is kind of right. cool. Jonathan yeah. Hawke. Yeah. The that's soundtrack <laughs> is a – but that's where you get like yeah. – the soundtrack – is awesome. Yeah. Well, because you got the with the CD, you got the more capabilities for you know higher yeah. higher bit rates yeah. for your you know uh, for your soundtracks, which is really cool. And you got what they were trying to do with right. the full motion video. It just the encoding wasn't there, so it came through grainy and small. And, and the load times were a little sometimes. Yeah, um, but, but it became it be, it, it kind of shaped the way like the PS One and some of those other amazing right. you know systems really can be too. No. Do you consider the Super Nintendo your favorite system? Just because he said that it's very like considered by a lot of people as yeah. the like yeah, best if system. We're asking asking the buck ourselves. No, we're gonna flip favorite? it and yeah. ask it's, you. What do you think is the best? best it's, it's true though. You can argue it however you want, but the console is great. The games are great. The colors are great. The music is great. It still holds up. The controller yeah. is great. I was watching. I don't know if you guys ever watched the attack on Twitch. You know, I, I I've like heard of it. Yeah, Kevin Pereira and, oh, and yeah, Alex yeah, yeah. Korea yeah. and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, they do some really cool stuff. And they did a thing a couple weeks ago that was uh, like uh, Battle of the Controllers. Mm-hmm. And the guy that picked like the best controller, I think he picked like the the newer controller. He picked like the PS4 controller, but as retro, he picked the Super Nintendo controller. Yeah. And one of the things he did that was really interesting is he went, "Watch this!" And he held up the PS4 controller and he put the Super Nintendo controller over top of it. And he's like, "It's right! It's right there!" Yeah. The, the circular yeah. shapes, right. the, the the diagonal positioning of the buttons, right. the shoulder buttons, right. like everything is there. In essence, it's rounded to your hands and right. everything else. And it was like. You know he's, he's it's it's right. You know it's right. almost perfect too. You know. Yeah. And that, that was a cool segment too. They went on to like because that's based off a of Attack of the Show because Kevin Pryor was on G4. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Right. But they went on to drop them from twenty feet, drop sledgehammers on them, <laughs> and they had a tie between the Amazon Basics keyboard because one of the guys chose keyboard and mouse PC. Yeah. You know, and and the N sixty four controller, which was Alex's favorite. And their yeah. final challenge was they wanted to originally play uh, like track and field or something. They're using emulators. They ended up playing Smash Brothers Melee. And they were like, okay, here's the final challenge. We're both going to submerge our controllers in a vat of Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> and the first one to go out loses. And they both played for 30 seconds on both those controllers completely submerged in Mountain Dew. And neither one stopped working. Like wow. testing it to the N64 yeah, controller. He holds it up afterwards <laughs> and it's draining <laughs> Mountain Dew. 
And it probably <laughs> still worked. And it once still it, yeah. worked. <laughs> it still worked. Wow. That's hilarious. That was his favorite. He was like, no, I don't care what you all say. You, the N64 controller. Well, I mean, before we get to the next question, <laughs> I, I think Deuce and I are unanimous. I think we think our, the Super Nintendo is the, one of the best. Super systems. Nintendo. This yeah. is so classic, memorable. That, I mean, yeah. especially the RP, if you're oh, a fan of RPGs. RPGs there's so many amazing yeah. games that came and out. Unfortunately, it also means that the prices of Super Nintendo games are getting really stupid right now. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People, people like myself who've been collectors for a long, long time, right. we get. We get really lost and spoiled at the fact that of what we've you know paid for some of these games for years, and right. now it's like, wow, that's a twenty dollar game now, really? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. and that's twenty dollar now. Some of them are o- over the hundred dollar levels that just the regular before. stuff. Like, some Chrono card, Trigger yeah. is the one right. that like Trigger, that's yeah. like my a holy grail. I think yeah. we talked about it the last time still you were copy. on. Like, I still want to get a copy of that, yeah. and I've I've even gone to a couple places and said, look. If you get one with like the label torn off, like I don't, I just want it to work. I don't. It doesn't have to be pretty. <laughs> just so I can play it. it right? just, yeah. I just want to be yeah. able to play yeah. it, and I don't want to have to deal with emulators yeah. and all that. But yeah. you even get stuff like Friday the Thirteenth for the NES. Right. That's yeah. almost a twenty dollars game now, yeah. which even befuddles me as a collector. But the value of some of those game? has just gone up. <laughs> the Friday the Thirteenth. Look, I'm a huge Jason fan, yeah. so I want to pretend it's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, but also, you look at all the Mario games. You're not getting a Mario game on the NES on a cart for under twenty five yeah, bucks, right? In Mario Three, especially, yeah. it's just I think unfortunately that's floating around like almost the forty dollar range. But even talking a super cheap <clears throat> eBay deal, in which yeah. case you don't know if it works, you don't know if it's right. real, and all kinds yeah. of other crap right. that comes up with that. You know, it's true. It, it's true. I mean, so you're having to pay like sixty bucks, you know, at least for all three Mario games on, on the NES. Set too, yeah. yeah, some so. of those two, which which we always always try to carry a good healthy. Which I have an ama- two, I have a great question. Um, for this round later, sure. uh, but Deuce. So yeah, we both, you and I, kind of both agree that like the the Super Nintendo yeah. is like. The I will premier. say this: I'd I agree think too. a close neck and neck second for me and you both is the sixty four. Is, yeah. is a real close neck and neck second. I don't think I it's probably, aged as well, but it's it had a lot of great games. Well. I probably yeah. go the other direction though. The NES is definitely my very close second to the Super Nintendo. I was I was I was a little bit older when the N sixty four came out, so yeah. I didn't. I don't think I appreciated as much as I did my. I mean, my NES was. That was my baby when I was a kid. Right. But the yeah. Super Nintendo was so good that yeah. you can't you can't deny. Right. But to add to Buck's point as well, I think the NES still holds up because like yeah. I've got the 64 and I've got great memories, especially of college playing like Mario well, Kart and Goldeneye. That's true. And I just hooked it up the other day and played it and like. Goldeneye is flipping atrocious to play. Well, yeah, like the, a single player. But played. if you're drinking and playing with four people, it is still a blast. Oh, it's but still we, a blast. But don't let anyone like, pick odd job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we've all said this before. It's like it's, the main reason why we can't play a lot of 64 games is because the way you play with dual analog sticks has changed. Yeah. You're very spoiled now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't use the C yeah. buttons for up and down, left or right. You know, yeah. it's so weird. It's like rough. We play, you play the, like the South Park game, you're like, whoa, what am I doing? Ooh. It's yeah. so strange. Peeing on snowballs and throwing right. them at each other. It's yeah. true. It was a fun, silly game. Yeah. It was. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think the Super Nintendo is one of the best systems. Uh, my yeah. underrated system. Um, oh yeah, I think. Like underrated system, I actually think the Xbox is pretty underrated. The, the original, original Xbox, because there's a lot of great games, a lot of yeah. experimental games that yeah. came out um, yeah, for were. it. Uh, and I, I think it, you sure Halo was like everyone was doing Halo and land parties and all this stuff. Sure. And Halo was huge and stuff like that. But yeah. they also had some really cool, like you know, uh, think about like Prince of Persia and all that stuff. Like yeah. they came out for it. Uh, like the the Matrix game, Path of Neo was really fun. Yeah. I think part of the problem around that generation was there wasn't nearly as much exclusivity in first-party sure. stuff. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of those games came out for both. Or right. once GameCube came out, sure. they came out for all three. three. Sure. And so that was more along the lines of how much did you really want to play Halo? How much right. did you really want to play 
you know, Crash Bandicoot or something sure. that was console yeah. specific. It, that kind of follows through to today too. Right. Sometimes they're timed, you know, exclusives. But right, yeah. and they had a fantastic um, Dead or Alive collection that came out that yeah. had both uh, yeah. one and two or whatever, like remasters. And something. I totally played volleyball. Yeah, DOA <laughs> volleyball. <laughs> volleyball. All right, so yeah, but that's kind of like what you know what we think about systems. I mean, that's Super, cool. Super Nintendo's. No, yeah. Is, yeah, is awesome. We have another question, don't we? Deuce? We do now. This one is actually from our good buddy from Optional Opinion, Edward Varnell. Yep. And uh, it's a multi-part question, so cool. I'm going to ask you each question at a time. Okay. Okay. Do you think having a physical cartridge slash CD for old games guaranteed the fun most modern players missed out on? Oh, well, let me read this next part. Since emulation is looked down on in the space of collectors, some True. feel that the real experience is from the actual product instead of playing it by other means. Right. Um, I'll just read the whole thing. Yeah, also, okay. do you think retro collectors <laughs> who only have a U.S. collection should start an wow. import collection? And what would be the limit you would place yourself on okay. if you do start that? So, so let's start with the first Part question. one talks about emulation and right. such and the yeah. real deal, like, too. What do you think? Yeah. Is it better to have the real cartridge or an emulator? Well, he was talking about, you know, for, like, newer gamers wanting to get back into it. Yeah. And, you know, we get a lot of people that want that, too. The bulk of us that want to do it are yeah. our guys our age, especially. You know, you got guys mm-hmm. in their late 20s, early 30s mid 30s late 30s and and we want to play the games that we had that we originally had on those consoles yeah. the right. nostalgia is a big part of the fun of it getting to own those games again that right. we had and we and we sold or we traded into the lady at the flea market for something <laughs> else yeah. or or whatever the, or sold for beer money in college yeah. or whatever the <laughs> case might be and and we really want to get some of those you know those games back too and it's just like with uh, like arcade machines I go to that I've been an arcade machine collector for a long time too and there is nothing better than standing at an original four player ninja turtles game and yeah. playing with three of your friends oh. all four of you oh yeah mame just doesn't quite you know, do it in that respect. Right. I mean, there's the whole people that say like, well, you know, emulation is illegal if you don't have the real thing. And it's like most of those people don't really care about right. that. They don't right. really care about that right. at all. It's a matter of collecting and kind of buying back some of your childhood and playing playing some of those games too. And there are some really cool and fun games back there too. I mean, there are some games that did really hold up really well to time. Right. If you can appreciate like the limitations of it too. Sure. You know? Part of the reason why we added that wish list feature I think you guys have seen earlier right. this year was a lot of people it wasn't just about like, you know, what's the value of this game or am I getting yeah. my money's worth or is it gonna appreciate and it's like this isn't an investment, guys. Right. It's you know, part of having fun in your childhood. But with with the wish list feature, it's like it didn't matter if that game was a ten dollar game or a fifty dollar game. I want to play Legacy of the Wizard again. Yeah. I want to play Bump and Jump again. I want what we rented that every freaking weekend from Video Lady a Go Go right. to <laughs> yeah. in yeah. our hometown, and I I want to play Cycross again or yeah. Section Z or what right. some random Nintendo game that they right. played in their kids. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's a part of what that fun is too. It's is recapturing not just the memories. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what is collecting all about, right? right. You play it, yeah. in the case of games, it's cool because you can also play it, right. but it's also because you want to put it on the shelf. And it's like, I look around your studio and your game room. It's like, cause you want to display your hobby. You right. want to display yeah. your, your nerdiness. Right. You know, right. you like that part. Right. We just happen to be lucky enough that you can also play our hobby too. Yeah, it's true. So and also you don't have to worry about updates or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's one show. thing you get now with games is day one patches and updates, yeah. you know, it's cause so. they're fixing bugs, which, you know, right. that just meant we had games that had bugs. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Slowdowns. We definitely know that. Whatever else too. Know. Yeah. Um, so part two was about okay. imports, right? Yeah. Imports, uh, part yeah. two was about imports. And basically what he was asking is, uh, 
do you think retro collectors who only have a U.S. collection should start an import yeah. collection? And what would be the limit you would place yourself on if you want to start that? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I studied Japanese for a couple of years in college. So this is where I get to use it. And I love it because I love import games. Right. I mean, back then, 20 years ago, I used to love importing PS2 games and playing yeah. like Guilty Gear and Beat Mania and, and Fantasy Star before they came out in the right. States. I yeah. loved that. And so as far as like starting an import collection, that's part of why the service is cool because start small. You know, you start small with a couple of games, and in our case, in, in genres you know that you like, and, and and stick with that kind of stuff. You know, if, yeah. you're, if you're fortunate enough to own some of the reproduction consoles, like the Retron 5s or some of those, yeah. you can use some translation patches sure. to be able oh, nice. to play them in, in English, even though it's a Japanese game. And so it's not a bad idea to maybe avoid the RPG category, yeah. because unless you go with the translation patches, you're definitely going to be really lost on, yeah. on some of those. You know, you get a copy of Dragon Quest 2, and you're going right. to be like, ooh. But there's but like your beat 'em ups and yeah. like your fighting games and stuff, yeah. right. or your platformers, where the reading really doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, there's a big difference yeah. between uh, Panzer Dragoon and the Panzer Dragoon Saga, where that's like a full-on RPG. Like one's more of like just like a you're flying on a dragon. Right. You yeah. don't really need to read anything. And there's actually I was doing some research a while back. There's some really amazing import um, shoot 'em ups, like Gradius, oh, gosh, yeah. like G Galaga style games that never came to the states. So yeah. that yeah. you don't need to read anything. You just play yeah, and shoot. And right. Play. And action adventure games too. And the cool part about that too, both as a collector and for us as a service, is you know you want to get like I told you before, Kirby Superstar for the Super Nintendo. That's now going to set you back 40, 50, 60 bucks for a loose copy. Whereas you can get it with our service and you can pick up a copy for like 20 bucks in Japanese. Yeah. And you don't need to read any Japanese to play a side scroller. Yeah. Right. To play a Kirby game. Well, the, right. main thi the main reason is that there's a, there was more available in Japan because when you had to bring it over to the States, you had to localize it and everything. And, yeah. and I, was, I went to Japan in college, I did a study abroad there for a summer. And I shit you not, I bought a copy of Chrono Trigger in Japan on sheer principle of the fact that there was a bin full of them for like $10 a piece. Loose. And there <laughs> was just like a bucket full of Chrono Triggers and it was like, man, you know, I mean this was 15, 20 years ago, yeah. but it was still yeah. like, man, that's this was even back when Chrono Trigger was still like 50 60 yeah, 70 dollars right. loose and now it's like twice that. Yeah. <laughs> so I own a copy just on principle because right. of that. Yeah. And, but that's a good testament to yeah, they've kind of enjoyed and appreciated some of those underappreciated games right. yeah. more than we have. And it's so true. you can get some cool games like that or you can pick up like like I said, you know, Final Fight 2 for the SNES is getting yeah. stupid expensive and that's still one of those ones you can pick up for an okay price for the Super Famicom or like yeah. a a Retron, Retron. or something. You can play it just fine right. because there's different kinds of collectors. There really are the guys that are like, I want to play this game. Yeah. I really, really want to play this game badly. Mm -hmm. But then others of us that are like, well, if I'm going to have Final Fight, I want to have 1, 2, and 3. Or right. I want to have all the games made by Capcom. I want to own Knights of the Round and all yeah. these other games that came out. Well, and see, and you bring up a good point to me because it, it, we were kind of talking about this pre-show. I've been looking really hard at getting Retron 5, and one of the biggest reasons is – is now I love my retro systems, but to take them out to the living room and hook them up to TV, especially my God, when I pull out now, I know the retro can't do this. It can't play the Sega CD and 32X, but it takes me two power strips right. to like hook them all up in the same thing. Three if you're doing your Sega CD and your 32X. Exactly. So literally, it takes like it, two full like five you know strip power strips because those bricks are so big. Um, 
But I was like, well, at least for my Nintendo, my Sega Genesis regular, and, you know, the Super Nintendo, I could just have that plugged up all the time in the living room. I don't have to keep plugging it on, plugging it. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, I could play these Super Famicom games. And if I got really squirrely, because it's got a place in there where you can put a chip to play emulated games in it, if I remember correctly, or am I wrong on I that? Think, I don't think they'll let it play it on the games, but you can save save files to it. And that's yeah. how the translation, translation patches, patches work, too. So, yeah. like, if I, I got a game... That was, you know, in Japanese from your service that yeah. I could find a patch yeah. for it. Or, but like, the one we actually just got because uh, Buck brought us a, a, like, Santa Claus himself the, brought us a ton of games. Yep, he did. He brought us a, a Fire, Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which would be awesome to play, and we yeah. can play it on that. But that's a good one you can kind of muddle through and yeah. get to the, the action of the game without right. having to be able to read everything exactly. that's like, going on. Like, I don't on, really right? need to yeah. read everything so, to be able to read it. you know, to it, answer so. this question really good, you know, avoid the strategy in the RPG category yeah. because that's those are the toughest ones if you're, you know, Japanese-challenged. Well, just, even if you speak Japanese, doesn't mean you actually can read the Japanese oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. another because I, I know a lot of like Japanese, like like I could speak it, but I don't. I oh, can't yeah. read the kanji. I, I'm lost. Yeah. I have even no idea. In college, what, I could read like maybe 200 kanji, and you have to be able to read like 2,000 to graduate oh, high school in Japan. Oh, so. wow. really? Yeah. So it's so yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean you can you know you can speak it. Doesn't necessarily mean you can read it. So yeah. like that's another thing yeah, altogether. That's, but very, that's very true. The, the Super Nintendo was fun like that though because like in Nintendo too because there were mostly kids playing it. And so one of the things that they'll do with kanji is they'll do like a little cheat script and they'll put it above in hiragana or katakana. So if you can read the easier stuff, or like if you're playing like a Final Fantasy uh, 4 for the Super Nintendo or 2 yeah. for them, I mean, or 4, yeah, 4 for them, 2 for us, um, programming the console to do kanji would have been a whole leap. Right. So the whole yeah. thing is spelled out in hiragana katakana, which is like their alphabet. Right. So there is no kanji to it because they were like, well, no, it would be a whole different level of programming if... In, in Japan got smart, too, with later iterations of games. Like Chrono Trigger for the DS, like if you get the imported version, they have English option available. You can just... Yeah, it all depended. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like... Yeah, it all depended. Yeah, just depending on the game and the company. Like if they already had a version out, they, they just put it in there with the import version. Yeah, or how so. far along they were at, at localizing. Because sometimes, a lot of times it wasn't a matter of translating, it was a matter of localizing it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you shouldn't say that in America. Well, because yeah. think about it, too. Um, <laughs> Panties, they're a little bit sensitive over there. Well, when we think import, we we first think Japan, but import doesn't necessarily mean Japan. It means yeah. Europe. Europe yeah. had games yeah. that we never saw. Pal, Pal import, yeah. Yeah, so there's some games out there as well that, you know, you never saw a lot of some fighting games for, yeah. uh, like, the Dreamcast and yeah. for uh, the Sega Saturn that we never got over here that were, yeah. you know, you know, uh, you know, in Europe, so yeah. like that doesn't necessarily mean we we first think Japan, yeah. but it could That's mean where the bulk of them are really. <laughs> right. yeah. There weren't too many. There weren't too many games that Europe got and that we didn't. It's usually the other way around. There were right. some games that we got and Japan got, but they didn't bother right. the way they're Europe. Europe yeah. And then the poor folks in Australia don't get squat. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's an interesting thing about imports because you know you have like something like the Retron Five and also. I wanted to ask you, was there any more questions under that? There's no more from the mailbag. I've got some personal questions. Let me ask. YouTube. Let me start off. You want to um, take a break? Yeah, let's take a Let's take a break, break and, and we'll be right we're back. back with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce and the Megabug from Metro Game Treasure. And when we come back, I gotta, I'm gonna... This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com. Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. 
It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny. Got my main man Deuce and our good friend, the Megabuck from RetroGameTreasure.com. And speaking of good friends, I wanted to give a big shout out to our good friend Ryan over at Agia Productions. Mm. Don't forget a man. He's perfect for parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, anything where you need audio, video, uh, you know, pictures taken. He did some photos for Brandy and I yeah, uh, at a convention at Tampa ones. Bay Com- Comic Con. Was really really neat. Yeah. He followed us around and took some photos of us. It was it was almost like he was our own little mini paparazzi. It was really cool. Yeah, and he's he's great. Uh, you can find him at www.facebook.com forward agiat, and that's spelled A G I A T T Productions LLC. Also, keep an eye out for his upcoming film, The Corridor. The Corridor, dude. Some of the shots I've seen, like the look clip, really, really looks really, really cool. You need to check that and out. He is going to be at Sci Fi Bartow. And speaking of Sci Fi Bartow, we would be amiss if we didn't talk about our good friend, JB Designs. He's going to be there, and you can check out his new fairy series. He's got two different new fairy series he's going to yep. be debuting at it. Um, also, Sci Fi Bartow is one of only his two shows for 2017. Right. So if you want to get shows. him yep. stu- mm-hmm. his stuff, you're going to want to come out. Also, now until the end of the year, he's doing buy two prints, get two free. Wow, that's a good um, deal. And you definitely want to check that out. And also, he is the artist of the month at Rabbit Foot Records. Yeah, Cafe. I saw that. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. and his stuff's going to be up there from December 15th to January 15th. So go out and check it out. Yeah, and they actually have his original paintings and his prints are there on display and they're for sale. So oh, nice. So if you nice. go to... Rabbit Foot Record Store and Cafe. Definitely go check it out for sure. Follow them on Facebook too. Oh, yeah. You can follow him at facebook.com forward slash JB Designs. And also, you can find all of his stuff at Josh Bauer, and that's spelled B A U E R artist.com and his stores there so if you want to order his stuff exactly online, you can do it all there check it out so for you sure Definitely want to check that out definitely and speaking of stuff you want to check out you want to check out retro game treasure where yep. our good friend buck is from and these are the personal hard-hitting questions we had for you do you want to go first or you want me to go first uh, i'll go first uh because it's it's challenging for me because i've seen a influx because obviously we have the retro five and we've had uh People have tried to emulate that. No pun intended. Uh, just <laughs> you, you get like emulate. you get like sponsored ads, like "Oh, try this," and it's mm-hmm. like a knockoff or whatever. But now you get companies like Nintendo who have gotten into the game themselves, emulating yeah. their own system. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your thoughts: a on the Nintendo uh, Classic, yeah. and b what do you think about the future of Nintendo doing those like a an uh, NES or Super NES classic or a game you know or a 64 or classic Super Famicom classic right. yeah. Or, yeah what's they have a super they, they have, have a Famicom, a Famicom they have a Famicom classic. Do they really? classic yeah they got a version just like us so what do you think about that system and 
I mean, it's for those at home. It's sixty dollars. Just to keep it some info, it's sixty dollars. If the you game. can find one, if you can find one, <laughs> I haven't found one. Um, and I even made that post on uh, our Twitter yeah. the other day about it. And like, I, I think our good friend Edward found one yeah. at Toys R Us. Cool. He works there, so he got that leg up. Uh, <laughs> he hit it in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, let's go to the back there. Uh, first, and if you were to buy the game separately on the virtual console, they'd be only. It's like breaking it down to two dollars a game. So it's actually nope. really cool. So it's a, it's a good. I think it's a good. For for the value is sixty dollars. If you were to buy like an NES, you know, you yeah. it's hard to find one, you know, complete for for sixty bucks, anyways. And that's sure. even oh, not yeah. even in a box. Like yeah, I'm talking about just thought, the machine, the controller, right. the zapper, the power cords, and everything so, are yeah. floating what's, anywhere between seventy and eighty. What's your thoughts on the NES Classic? I think it's awesome. I mean, I mean, it's Nintendo. I mean, really acknowledging you know how great that really is. I mean. They've always been really good with that. You know, look at the virtual console. They've they've kept two whole consoles alive now, almost three. Probably the Switch will do it too by selling some of their old games. You know, the Amazon sure. exclusive 3DS XL comes with a copy of Super Mario World on it. Right. It's like, oh, that's a really cool added bonus, a 25-year-old game. But it's a freaking awesome game. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's good. It's I mean, really good. But the kids that are buying it don't really know that. Maybe they'll play it and hopefully appreciate it. But it's really just showing that, you know, there's us out there that love those games Love to play them. For myself, an enthusiast, I think it's awesome just because there's some awesome games on there. Star Tropic, I was like, whoa, that yeah. game's on there? Holy crap. And, uh, yeah, I mean, well, some Mega of Man them, like, that, the prices are still reasonable on, like, a Star Tropics. Right. But, like, a Mega Man 2, they're getting a little bit silly, you know? Right. And so. And you get all the Marios, the, th yeah. the first three Marios. Yeah, I mean, like, Contra's on there and a handful of others, too. And so there's a there's a nice little collection. Right. Giving you, like, a taste of your yeah, childhood kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, again, as, like, an enthusiast... I get excited about that because there's some games on there that are just a blast to play, and it gets more people excited about the hobby. It gets more people into the hobby and really wanting to play those games. We've seen a surge of people subscribing right. because of that, probably for two reasons. One, it's cool, it gave you a taste, but it didn't give you everything because there were like 900 games for the NES, and there's 30 on that. That's a lot, yeah. And, and two, you can't freaking get the things anywhere because Nintendo screwed that part up. Right. And, you know, I mean, I had I had wholesalers, you know, telling me that there were other stores talking to people that we get games from and such, but they sell that kind of stuff too. Right. And they said they had stores that had like 70 of those reserved, and they got three. I heard the same thing. I heard I mean, uh, the Walmart in Haines City only got five NES classics. That sounds like a high number com in a comparison to what the other horror put stores them out, are. Like word so, on the street, at midnight, allegedly. Right? Let me say this allegedly. Allegedly, uh, they they didn't put them on the floor until midnight, and right. they already had like twenty people there waiting because <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess the people that knew when it was dropping told their friends that they right. were there, and they had like right. five. Right. And it was like, I mean, and same thing with Best Buy. So what do you think? Do you think like Nintendo handful. didn't think they would sell these well? Or they're doing like the, the hype machine know. or what? Like, what do you it think? It could be a little bit of that clever Nintendo hype machine. Yeah, that but, false, but at uh, the same time, think about it, though. I mean, were they worried they would sell them like very, very thin, maybe? And the hype machine, they could have sold a crap load of them for Christmas. Right, it's true. So it's more like... Somebody just either dropped the ball in the engineering process and took too long. Well, that's what, or someone in manufacturing screwed up. That's what people were worried about, like because yeah. they had the issue with the Wii U. The Wii had had production issues, and the yeah. Wii U people it didn't sell that's very like well. That's like a Nintendo mo, right? I mean, it's but it's hurting them. Like since as like a company. the N sixty four, they've had an issue with we just didn't have enough ready. It's like right. learn from learn from Apple it and some of these two companies. Two years now. to get like a Wii. Like I didn't get a Wii for two years after launch. Like I couldn't you get. Remember one. when the Nintendo sixty four came out? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh my gosh. That was I mean, tough. 
Yeah, you could go to the store. Same with the Dreamcast. You could go to the store and buy games for it. Right. But yeah. good luck finding a console. System. Yep, it's true. <laughs> Especially but, holidays. But I think the NES Classic is clever because uh, for a lot of people that like to stream, this is the with the pixel perfect mode. It's the best these games have ever looked. A la if you get a like SCART or something uh, attachment to your system. But like this looks amazing. Try like, that AVS I was telling you about. Yeah. I heard that was pretty good. I've heard about it. Console. I mean, these dudes, the 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 retro USB guys, took original hardware and made a new NES out of original four square hard score hardware, original board hardware, and it's in a native HDMI output. I mean, no scan lines, no fuzz, no oh god, the just games. But for a sixty dollar price, like this is the best that you like. If you're a streamer, for example, and you want to stream Super Mario Brothers three, this is going to be the best that's looked. I mean, since the release, they they did a. Game Explain, a really popular YouTube channel, did a back-to-back comparison video. They were like, people don't realize like the virtual console is very like. I mean, sure, we're happy that the virtual console exists, right? But if you compare it, like the virtual console sound was lower, the yeah. it was like muddy and the colors were washed out. But they compared it like this is the best Super Mario Brothers series ever looked. I was right. like, holy crap, this is my favorite right. game of all time because they put like an Arduino basically into a right. little thing. I mean, that's what they did. The, right. the games didn't cost them anything because they right. own all the intellectual property. Right. So it only cost them what the hardware cost them. And you know, Nintendo, they probably got that thing down to like ten bucks in cost. Right. And they were selling them for sixty. Do you think they did this to compete against other other companies? that are doing like the multi like game system or is this just Nintendo doing its thing I think it's just Nintendo doing its thing because it's funny the n- very next thing you saw was all these people saying reports of there's a mini Sega now too and it's like actually that's made Didn't by a run. crappy Chinese Ad company games, it's AT been games. Out, I, I, yeah it's been it's made by a it's crappy Chinese a company time. it's been out for like six years and they, now they did, the only main new thing they did is they released a game gear uh, added it, if you've ever played one of those which yeah. I have it's like exactly what you really expect from those kind of consoles. Right. The games that are built into it don't look that good, and the audio is off on almost all of them. Right. And if you put – it does play original cartridges for the Genesis, and if you put those in too, the sound chips – Well, you're only getting one channel. Right. You're not getting the dual channel. And it's not even that. It's almost like the pitch changes to some of the music because – the hardware just can't right. do what the original hardware exactly. did. And so it was more like people realizing that existed after, you know, Nintendo announced that. Right. But it's not it's a it's a crap piece of hardware, you right. know. Yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, it would yeah. be really cool to have now, another If you're Nintendo, what do you do about the NES Classic? Do you try to pu- push them out cuz obviously I don't think they're going to be have enough in time for it for No, Christmas. but they'll keep selling them. I mean, it'll keep now, selling. Now, do you put out an NES Classic 2.0 with 30 more games or Maybe. do you go Super Nintendo next? They're, they've always been kind of funny about that. Because I was surprised, because the reason I asked you that is they have games on here like like Mega Man 2 is Capcom. like that's Which means they license it to some effect, sure. So, so they had or to spend there could some be some weird loophole, loophole that, that has to still. do with an NES game. Like, remember right. the whole stamp of approval thing right. where Nintendo had, like, right. Iron Fist of Terror over sure. that because they, were, they didn't want another Atari to happen, you sure. know? I mean, that's where Ultra Games and the other ones came from. It was just oh, Konami. That's right. That's right. But that's they true. were publishing it under a different name because sure. Nintendo limited the amount of games you could put out right. every year under the publishing rights. So there could be some weird loophole to it because right. there's a handful of games on there that are not 
Nintendo first party stuff. Sure. So it could be that, but but Nintendo's not new to that. Since the Wii, they've been putting out virtual console games, right. and there've been a handful that have been licensed to. You know, you kind of le- lean on like the SNK Playmores that are like a hair away from broke, right? At, especially at that time, and just say, look, we want to put this game out and license it, and we'll give you twenty percent of the sales. And they go, okay, please, someone put money in the bank. You sure. know, we haven't seen positive profits in eleven years or right. something. I mean, they they just they've always been pretty good about putting out those virtual but console games. I think games. if they're smart, they they should make them more available because I I already know like ten fifteen people that want to buy one. Like I want a one just to be yeah. able to play. Because the nice thing about the NES Classic is it's plug and play. You can move it from yeah. room to room to room. You don't have to. You know what I mean? Like plug all the yeah. stuff in. It's and I don't think Nintendo's super keen on that. I think Nintendo's going to say that's all well and good. Do you know about the Switch? Have you heard right. about the Switch? That which is another question altogether for another yeah. time, I guess, or a later episode because like the Switch is another issue together. We'll talk about the Switch later. Right. But like I just I wanted to get your thoughts cuz I think I think it's a cool idea and I think it's Nintendo sees like especially with social media like they see how popular it is sure. and how people want it and that how well cool. it's reviewed. The only downside to it is a short controller. Like it's only like two or three feet. Like the controller is very what? short. Yeah, I have small hands. So okay. I yeah. thought it was a wireless controller. No, it's not wireless. Oh, no, really? No, it's, I didn't notice you that plug either. it in. It, but but, yeah. but the 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 thing on that is is they're going to be at the point again where they say, okay, that was all well and good, but we want to sell consoles. And every time we sell you one of those virtual console games, we're just making additional profit on a console you already bought, sure. and it's pure profit when it's a first party right. game. It's true. There's not a penny going to anybody right. else except for the engineers they had to pay to move it over to a different format. And it's really small and tiny, so you know the cut the, the production cost. It's a of novelty those. thing, so I right. don't know. And the shelf space for for people that like Best Buys and the WalMarts, yep. like they don't, it doesn't take up a lot of room. I just unfortunately, because yeah. well, there's none of them on the shelf. But <laughs> un- unfortunately, it's just a fact of I wonder if Nintendo will do that. They'll just say, oh, it's a novelty, and they only make so many, or maybe they'll make them forever too. But as an again, as a I'm a collector and an enthusiast first, and I just think that's cool because it gets people really excited about those games. Sure. As far as the business standpoint from Retro Game, yeah. it's cool because they go, oh, that's really great, but uh, I really like to play Palamedes when I was a kid. And I've heard about not that on forever. there, or yeah. man, uh, you guys, yep. not a single freaking wrestling game on that right. thing. It's true. And if you want to go back and play WrestleMania on the NES, you got to play the original right. part, you it's know. True. And good luck with them relicensing that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's true. Some license, some are are lost the the yeah. time. You know, Thir- thirty games is literally like, you know. Two percent of the right. NES's library, right, you know, right. or some really minuscule number. I don't yeah. know the math off the top of my head, but yeah. it, I, that's a cool thing because it just gets more people excited about that. Like I said, it's just gotten more people excited about our service because that's awesome. The amount of games they want, more of them, and and they can't even get one to begin with. So, so yeah. thumbs up from you for the NES. Yeah, classic. I think it's cool. I wish I had one. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, neat. Cool. I, I think it's cool to to bring to friends' house too. Be like, because it's yeah. so portable. You're like, hey, and it's cheap. I mean, yeah. like for me, yeah. th- and I know it's saying fifty dollars an impulse buy is like what but I mean for me that would be an impulse buy like if I walked through Best Buy I was getting some games and they actually have one on the shelf I might be like you know what screw it I am going to spend the I wonder if that's what they thought and they didn't realize it was going to become I really want some Nintendo games yeah yeah, you know, like who, like what? I think the audience that they're reaching is is us, our generation. Yeah. That that because for that. someone like me, for someone like me, I had my parents sold my NES to get my Super NES. So like I lost all my games and everything. So yeah. I had to, I'm literally starting from the ground yeah. up again yeah. for the NES. We're so in this, we're in this funny place right now where like I know I know Jabali made a joke when he met when he ran into Reggie Fiume at at the Game Awards last week, but I saw on his Instagram he made a joke to them and said, "Ha ha, Reggie." Smash Brothers Melee HD. 
Oh. And we're in this like we're in this era right now where that's happening a lot. The they're uh, they're upresing right. and remastering. Yeah. I mean, it could be games as new as like Assassin's Creed, but you see like you see like the the Halo games and and yeah. you know I, I mean what's you know next for Nintendo to do some of that as well too. That's that's a cash in for them and and they save on things like you know writers and and lots of things when you're just upresing or changing yeah. textures. They save a lot of money on that kind of stuff too, which they say they see the dollar sign. Sure, for sure. So, but. It, this was this is a funny different animal because it's just the original. It's like we don't want it. We don't want you to play with it. We don't want you to molest it. We want you to just leave Ninja Gaiden the way that it is, right. hard as hell, and that's what I want to play. And I want to be yeah. just frustrated as I was when I was eight. Right. Yeah. Well, that was the, that's the <laughs> funny thing we've talked about before when you're on last was like a lot of these NES games weren't very long. They were just really hard. So it took you yeah. forever to beat. I read know? a great article about that from from I mean literally it was from like. Uh, um, um, not here in Obusaki. No, well, actually, it was it was Miyamoto and a couple other guys, and they were like, "Look, games couldn't be really long back then. They, one, the limitations of the hardware, the With space RAM you had, that, yeah. but two, the development cycles of them, and the fact that there was like you know four guys on a team as opposed to like forty as it is nowadays, right. yeah, four hundred. Yeah, and yeah. so to make a game have replayability and take a while, they just had to make it hard as balls. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think to some extent too, Nintendo was in bed with Blockbuster for a number of years. Sure. We all know absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think to some extent too, you know, Blockbuster was like, hey, make it harder so the kids rent it like three or four times. Yeah. You yeah. know, because they can't beat it the first time that they, well, that they rent it. I read it. this staggering stat and I don't know if it was true, but I read that only 30% of Mega Man games have been beaten. Only 30%. Like com- completion, like, like from 30, beginning, like thirty percent of people that play played them, them have yeah. only beat them. Yeah, man, I think that almost sounds high. Yeah, maybe <laughs> those are but those are hard. They're really Mega hard. Man fan, I obviously. love Mega Man, and, and there's still some that like uh, I don't unless I really sit down and and, well, and go to an FAQ, I can't yeah. beat off we, the top of my head. Uh, we were we want to get you on in the future episode. Uh, we should actually do that next time we have them in the studio. Yeah. We have a series that we put out called Video Game Retrospective, and we cool. go back and look at like we did like 1990, and we got a really good oh, response yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to be doing. We did. We think we recorded ninety one, ninety two. But we want to yeah, cool. get. We want to get you get on you again on when you some. when you're yeah. back in the studio to do another year. We'll let you know in advance. So you oh can yeah, do homework especially on it. around that ESRB time. I love Absolutely. that. I eat that crap yeah. up. The Mortal Kombat and yeah, and, and night, night thing, trap like, and Doom stuff. I found just one day, just goofing around. I found this basically. It's Wikipedia, but it has it broken down video games every year. So it's not just cool. What was released? It's like the consoles that were released, companies that were introduced. So you learn a lot. Yeah. Actually yeah. went bankrupt. Right. The arcade games that were released. It's right. basically like every. It's like that year in video games, and that's I bring them all out. Yeah. And, and that's been our that's highest fun. rated episode so far. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. I like that a lot too. Yeah. It was like I was telling you earlier about too. You know, yeah. shout out to uh, Norm, the gaming historian. Yes, 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 you yes. Guys really uh, check him out because yeah, I heard love his yeah. stuff. Because when he tacks it, he doesn't just like most people when they talk about it, they just sit around the, the campfire and talk about it. He really does his research Homework, yep. and makes it like a History Channel documentary. Right. You get to really learn about that subject, right. like the one when he did on the Power Glove or one he's yeah. done about different consoles and right. such. It's really informative. I eat that stuff up. Yeah. Me too. I love that. I yeah. do too. And actually, that's going to bring me to another question before I get to my big question for you. And that was something we talked about in the pre-show meeting was, <laughs> like, how do you feel about these video game historians? Because recently, and I don't know if you read this, like, they found some Kirby games that they, they thought were gone forever. They actually found a sequel yeah. to Diddy Kong Racing that yeah. never got released. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't basically, hear about like, this. Basically, this, like, this guy bought, like, a developer's kit, and in the kit he found, like, this, like, 
basically where they had been working on a sequel to Diddy Kong Racing, they also just found one where Bungie was making a sequel to Ani. And this oh, guy wow. got like a development okay. kit, and it was basically Ani 2 was on this development kit. Oh, and wow. They've really been, and, I, and I've just been going down a rabbit hole personally of like reading this stuff and how these video game historians are like, look, you know, not only are we losing games to time, like actual real games that came out, there's these games that never got fully finished or fully developed that we're starting to lose to time now too. And I just kind of wanted to know what your feelings were about yeah. that being a video game historian. Oh, those are so much yeah. fun too. There's There was one too, I picked up a story from Kotaku a couple months ago. Michael Ansel, the guy that created, like helped create Rayman and do the yeah, Rayman yeah. games, yeah. he literally is like digging through a storage space of stuff. And he's like, oh, there's that lost Rayman EEPROM that we were working on. <laughs> And there's like two or but three levels of the happening. game, like and people, he posts, yeah. yeah, he posts it up, and he's like, he posts these pictures on Twitter and stuff, and he's like, here's this copy, you know, here's it. I remember when we were working on this, we worked on it for like a good year. And the year internet or so. explodes, uh, yeah, the internet explodes with all that stuff, you know, the, the same Super thing Nintendo with the, CD the remember and, when that happened with Battlefront Three? They had a Wii U version that was like in production that got canceled. The Battle yeah. Star Wars Battlefront. There's so much stuff like there that is, out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a business more than anything else. So they right. had games that you know, I mean, gosh dang it, you know. People like Blizzard don't do that at often, but they had that ghost game that they yep. never finished, yeah. mm -hmm. and that Warcraft point and click that yes, they released. Yes, yeah, I remember. That they yep. never finished. Yeah. I, I eat that stuff up. I yeah. love that kind of crap. And when I when I see stuff like that, and and yeah, I mean anything like that, like a Diddy Kong sequel, or yeah. that even stuff that's we've known about for a long time, like yeah. the star the star uh, Star Fox, Fox two, two yeah, that never got finished. You know. Which it, I guess now you can kind of get like yeah, people have a version like, of people it. Have finished it, or it was finished yeah, enough, you know. That you can play it. Yeah, there are like some that were really copies. like if they were really far along like that, yeah. then there's stuff like that because there were some, you know. I mean, I saw one that was a, a, a handicam video someone took of this Super Nintendo Akira game. Back in like Tokyo Game Show 1994. Yeah. For the wow. Super I, I watched that video too yeah. because it was on Kutaku. And yeah. the other thing they showed is this video, and they're like, it was a Mother 3, yeah. and it was going to be on the 64. Yep. And was it really? Yeah, and I they didn't actually know that. had it at the Tokyo Game Show, right. and they, wow. they showed the footage, right. and they're like, this game is out there somewhere in the wild, but yeah. I mean, who knows how much somewhere. longer yeah. it's going to exist yeah. before right. the data corrupts right. and all this other stuff. And yeah. they're like, if we don't get our hands on this stuff, then it's just lost yeah. to history. Well, think about it. Like, does somebody, I mean, we all know about the Final Fantasy VII N64 demo that was put off at E3 in like, you know, 96 or whenever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. That exists somewhere. It does. Either somebody has it in a private collection and won't right. share it. Right. Or it's yeah, that was the other thing. The article, they're like, some people have these in private collections and won't share them because the value yeah. is so high on it. And two, yeah. and I think this was the, 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 the quote of the article that hit home. The guy, because basically he was doing like a, almost like a TED talk. It was like a symposium where he's talking about it. He's like, I do not trust the game industry to basically keep track of their own history because they have right. so many things where it's tied up in non-disclosure agreements yeah and it's That's true you know, i read that article too that was yeah great. that was a great was article great. he was like he was like well you know they sign these non-disclosures because it's intellectual property and this and that and he's like it's gonna get lost to time and his big thing he showed a big thing next on his powerpoint that said steal from work he was like <laughs> he was like steal the stuff make copies of it and bring it home because you never know when it's gonna get canceled and you might have the only working copy of 
this game right. that gets scrubbed, well, and then five years from now we actually want to see it. That's yeah. what's the problem with a lot of Sega CD and Sega Saturn games is some of the code got lost. So you don't. That's why you right. don't see remastered yeah. versions of it because the original right. person who made the game died, and yeah. the code went yeah. with them. With, they with didn't them. store yeah. it like they do now. Yeah. Right. So some games you just don't see remat. I mean, you and lost you the code forever. About that too. It's yeah. escaping me at the moment that there's a handful of games that people were like, "Please remaster this." Like you don't understand. That code is gone. Yep. We would have to recreate from it from up. scratch. I'm not yep. saying we wouldn't, but we would have to recreate it costs a lot it from of money. scratch. Yep. Well, to use a newer game as an example, and let me throw a big fat allegedly out because this allegedly. is articles I've read and things That's I've pieced together. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really want a Red Dead Redemption uh, high-def remaster because right. you know, it was just out on the 360 and the PS3, but they were saying like the code was so kind of broken and lost that if they wanted to do that, they'd have to make it from the ground up. And they were like, we'd much rather have those programmers working on the sequel right. than working on That's why they ported it to give people yeah. kind of Especially like... Especially when yeah. you yeah. see companies go defunct. I mean, you, you see a... You know, you see a... a Midway, literally a claim. Whole, yeah, yeah, I mean, you'll or see THQ like... THQ that just went THQ under. THQ is right. gone. Yeah. whole studios Lucas that Arts. go under... If somebody doesn't preserve that stuff, that's exactly the kind of thing that happens. What was that what one mean? game that LucasArts was working on? The, that, 1313. Uh, 13. Which actually, oh my God, that, that game was the thing that's well, it's kind of been that. spearheading a lot of so this. Good. A lot of the guys that didn't get to right. keep their jobs afterwards have slowly been leaking stuff. Now, cool. don't get me wrong. Disney has been like all over it, like right. white <laughs> on rice. But right. like, it's slowly making its way out to the internet. Sure. Like, pieces of levels and like playable demos that, that they game had looks to so show good. people oh and God. it was like I, I watched a video that was like it, but 20 yeah. minutes of gameplay for the wow. game and I was like wow and I'm, yeah. I was watching it because like at literally any second I thought it was going to be Mickey Mouse going no no <laughs> you know? and then like shutting it down <laughs> or something yeah yeah <laughs> oh boy, you're not yeah. gonna play this, you know, yeah. <laughs> or something, and, and then it, like it all come crashing well, down. It's, it's just fascinating because it, it's interesting how we talked earlier about imports, and now there's a lot of games that us Americans never got to see that we probably should have gotten to see, uh, and it's just it's fascinating to kind of see how like the industry, like if you know you have your dude broad gamers, the Madden's, yeah. the Call of Duty guys, that that's all they want to play, and they're oblivious to everything else outside the world. Sure. Yeah, and Different then you kind of gamer, right? Yeah. And then you have people that are like, "All right, I want to just, I want to get just a great game. I don't care who makes it, what who, you know." Right. Like for example, but what's a game? Good game? What's right. a great game to you? you right. Know? So, and then you mentioned earlier about remasters, and that's like everyone's doing remasters now. Like they just announced at the PlayStation Experience. Well, they talked about it before at E3, but they showed clips of the Crash Bandicoot. Uh, remaster trilogy, which that's a game that hasn't had really any attention in over a decade, no, the, longer the, than that. The fran- I think the franchise kind of died because the the style of gameplay got outdated. Sure, it wasn't that much fun to just run. And they in a sold it to line. Universal Vivendi, anyways, right? They caught the rights. Yeah, somebody, Activision yeah. doesn't own it, or right. it was Naughty Dog, and they sold it. Now Activision, I think, has right. it or Activision something like that, which is part of that whole conglomerate. And no. now, and now, it's like. <laughs> Don't hit, don't hit stop on the recorder. Uh, but now don't it's knock in- over the beer. It's interesting right. to see, like you know, how well these Mary Masters are going to sell. Because typically they do well. Like yeah. for example, you you look at Majora's Mask uh, for 3DS sold okay. 1.5 million unit 
1.5. What, you mad at me? She's cat. <laughs> Go, she's oh, yeah. hit me. Uh, you, you look at like uh, Majora's Mask yeah. remastered uh, for the 3DS. So, so like 1.5 yeah. million copies for a, a, what, a 16, 17-year-old game. Didn't hurt that it's awesome and it was portable. Right. Yeah. It's you true. Know? But then, you, but, but a lot of companies don't want to handle like, you know, you look at Blue Point Studios. They're the ones that did the Laura, Laura Croft remastered and the yeah. Last of Us remastered. Yeah. Sony... Yeah. Uh, proper didn't do those remasters. They, they, right. A lot of companies will hand it off to another company to do it. It saves them money and time as well. Because it's really just an up-res at right. that point. When it's that often, you want to talk about like a really good, let's call it a quote-unquote remaster, the Resident Evil 1 remake for the GameCube. Yes, that was a, a great... freaking masterpiece. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, they changed the game a little bit, and they added a little bit of an area, which is really cool for right. someone who's played that the first Resident Evil like 30 million times. You know, when they first turn a corner and it's not a dead-end room anymore, you're like, oh, man, now it's like a giant wrench is in the works. But the game is also gorgeous. Right, I mean, it looks the, amazing. The yeah. jump from PS1 to GameCube, obviously, we know is graphically, you know, right. you got like, you know, the polygon for... play it like on the PS4 You got the polygon stuff, yeah. for... for uh, well, they did another remaster for, the for you know, the new oh, system. Because yeah. it was locked at like 30 frames for the right. GameCube and now right. on like PC and whatever else, it's up yeah. to like 60. It looks really good. Because the original one came out like 04, 05, right? But that's like a real... Really good. Like to me, that's like a Damn, that's cool. You know? Well, and also, I also look at like the Conquer game, like the Conquer Reloaded or whatever right. that came Live out for Reloaded, yeah. w for Xbox. That yeah. was a really great that remaster. That rare replay collection is fabulous. Well, like, that rare replay collection is, is really cool yeah. as well. But like, at that point, you didn't just up-res the, the, the resolution. You know, you didn't just up-res the texture. You changed like everything from the yeah, ground yeah, up. Somebody, yeah. I mean, to, 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 from one Resident Evil to another, that's a, that's a different game in, in code and in right. design. But you took something that had an awesome story and awesome gameplay, and and you know you you in a you you hardbound Shakespeare. You know what I yeah. mean? You, you you put it in a different in a different binding, but it's amazing and it's beautiful. You know, and then sometimes you get you get you get a uh, uh, remaster happy, and like you get like there's like right. seven versions of Final Fantasy four. Like you're just like. All right, how come on! You know we love that game. It's Johnny, a phenomenal on. game. We love it. <laughs> yeah. I, you and I love it. But like, I didn't go out and buy the the the, the DS version which, Oops, yeah. with the voice acting. Was Oops. it good? I, I bought them all. I'm you sorry. did. Yeah. It had like the cheesy voice acting from what I. I, I my favorite game. Would, yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah, I love I I, like eight I, times over. Yeah, wow. I, I so do I. And I own like the War. Of the, not not tactics. Uh, the other version, the complete edition, where it was on PSP, the uh, where it had like the after years and all that stuff on there as well. Uh, so but yeah, but you get games like that. that get you know, remastered a bunch, and like, and then you yeah. get games people are asking for for years that, that yeah. don't even get touched or anything like that. Like, yeah. sure, technically Mario sixty four was Ooh. up was done on the DS, but in a really poor version, I think. With the, the you had to use like the the uh, wrist strap to like it doesn't hold up as well. Yeah, yeah. but I think a brand new but H it's a great game a brand a brand new HD version like from the ground up of Mario sixty four would turn heads. I think people yeah. would be like, whoa, this is yeah. really nice. Yeah. You know, uh, Sunshine and Galaxy were really great games too as well. Sure. I mean, and they didn't get a lot of I mean forward. Galaxy got a lot of love. I don't yeah. think Sunshine got as much love. Yeah. Because true. being on the GameCube era and I think that's one that could be like a sleeper hit if well the I know, think the GameCube in general was a sleeper hit because it only lasted like four years such or something. a great console though. Yeah. yeah. I mean it really like was. me myself, yeah. I never owned a GameCube. I was oh, like I was already into PS two and like heavy into Sony. So much good stuff on that but there's a like Which that might be something for you new to get because now that Retro Game Treasures actually carries a GameCube yeah. games, you could get yeah. a system I should and get, get one. the games through yeah. through 
through Buck. That well, my or my Wii that was exclusive. That Resident Evil remake was a GameCube right. exclusive. Yeah. My, well, my Wii has backwards compatible yeah. for the, I mean, for the so GameCube. You can do it as well. that way. Just, just some get a great, memory card in, uh, right. in the controller. Just some right. great games on that console too. I think I think a little bit of it now too is uh, there are some kids that didn't own those consoles. Or yeah. like their dad or their older brother owned an original Xbox, but now they have a, a one, and they're like, well, I can't like play that game if I wanted to. So right. The company's like, hey, we can get you that game if you yeah. want to give us 50 bucks for it. And yeah. Well, I think it Deuce brought a good point of Rare Replay. I think that hit a lot of yeah. people that never played those games, you know, because the Xbox One. I'd like to see them make more like that where it's like a Like a Konami replay. collection or yeah. something. I was going to say, it's funny because yeah. they used to do those all the time. They did. Yeah. The Capcom Classics yep. Collection and the Konami yeah. Collection. The Sonic Adventure. Collection, yep. Activision, yep. you know, they the used to old do those arcade games, all yeah. the time, and and most of the time it was because the hardware limitations right. broadly, yeah. you know, went got much broader. So now we could fit ten of those games on one sure. cartridge, yeah. and yeah. we don't really have to. We can pay like one engineer to recode all these to fit on one cartridge. Sure, cost us way less money, yeah. Yeah. and then just release this multi pack and sell it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Midway Arcade Treasures volumes one, two through fifty or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean. So they've been doing those forever. It just hadn't been done much recently. recently but I'm right. hoping that it's going to make a comeback. Yeah, that was so. a cool collection. I mean, that was you can't you can't really beat that. No, you, know? you can't. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I my my final question for Buck um, is where do you because it, it, it's interesting to see what Nintendo does. We'll, we'll get into the Switch a later date and time. Hmm. What what do you think Nintendo does? Um, for their future, like, because their IPs, obviously, you know, people think of Nintendo, they think of, like, Mario and, and Samus and, and Zelda and all that stuff. Unfortunately, they don't really get to think of Samus as much as they should. They sh- well, <laughs> that was my where my question was. Yeah. When do you think we see an, a, a fully realized Metroid game again? Do you think oh. we see one on the Switch? Or do you think... That'd be th- cool. Do you think... But if we do see one on the Switch, is it a side-scroller, or do you think it's... I was going to say, when is the last fully realized Metroid game yeah, for right. you? What fusion maybe uh, no. or or uh, did you like the Prime series? Oh, I love Prime. Yeah, Prime was number five. Yeah, Prime was great. Yeah, uh, I love Prime. Uh, but I there's something about those side-scrolling ones that that kind of different like game. The Super Metroid. It's the same like universe, but it's a right. different game. You know, fusion and, and, and the Prime games are really good. There's some people though that that just I never played other Prime. M, so I I don't have any it's I don't have any input on it. It, it was it, yeah, yeah. released on the Wii for those at home. But it, but the difference there is. It's 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 the Samus and the space pirate, you know, Ridley mythos. Right. But Prime and Super Metroid or in Fusion versus, you know, the other Prime 2 and 3, those are totally different games. They are, yeah. yeah They're true. totally different games. And so but the people that really like like Prime, like love Prime, probably don't like Super Metroid. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. It's a different audience. Vice versa, it's a very the different like yeah. Super That's Metroid true. maybe don't like Prime. Like right. I would love to see like a Call of Duty style Metroid game where you're Samus in the suit and it's a first person shooter er, and right. you know fully Didn't they just put that out for the 3DS? Didn't they? Did that that Sam that well, Metroid that's, game that's not really Metroid. That that's Metroid. Out, uh, Battle uh, Cor- what the hell is it called? Battle Corps or something. something. You're you're Metroid. Close, I don't yeah. remember. And that's Federation Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It so was, that's what Nintendo's doing with it. They're like taking it as an IP in air. Yeah, quotes. but it didn't. And they're kind of butchering it. It didn't sell well at all. Yeah. Uh, well, it that's probably a good thing. They should learn that they shouldn't really... It's kind of like, you know, I mean, it, not a bad game at all, but look at, you know, Star Fox Adventures. 
Yeah. It's like, why are you doing that? You know, I want to be adventurous in 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 Hyrule. I don't want right. to be adventurous in in Star Fox Land it's true. and yeah. that crystal chick and stuff. I want to be in <laughs> yeah. a freaking Arwing that's blowing true. up Andros. Right. You don't want to be in Star Wolf. Yeah. yeah. And and that's and that's why you know they can kind of go back to that and be like, oh yeah, and it's really good, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Nintendo does, and we'll we'll get into another time about the Switch because that's almost a whole episode in its own because uh, that's we don't know what's going to happen with the Switch, yeah. but. You are with Retro Game Treasure. Real quick, how, what is Retro Game Treasure, and how do people find you on the internet? Yeah. Retro Game Treasure is a monthly subscription service where you get nothing but good old gray gold and retro games. You get the original games from back when you were a kid, and everything from Atari 2600 all the way up through Super Nintendo, N64, Sega Genesis, uh, Sega CD, all the way up to the newer consoles we carry, like original Xbox, PS2, GameCube, the handhelds all in between there, like Game Gear, Game Boy Advance, Game right. Boy Color, and, and and basically you you tell us what consoles you like, what consoles you want to get games for. We're only going to send you games for those consoles. You tell right. us what kind of games you like. Right. Action adventure, RPG, shoot 'em ups, first person shooters, strategy games, yep. sports, real sport. You don't you don't like sports games? You're not going to get any sports games. Right. You love the punch outs of the world, then you can get. We categorize those as the two different types. Of right. Sports. I was going to say, got, yeah, like, action, uh, action, arcadey sports games. And we you call get them the real. We call games. them real sports and fun sports yeah. because we all know there's a difference between. Madden Tecmo Bowl. We don't carry any Madden. Yeah. You're only going to get a Madden if, if you, you ask well, for no. it. We don't, we don't send Madden. you make a chair, though? Yeah. I, ha- I almost have a chair. Right. I have a box that's like 10 foot by 10 foot wide of just Madden. Right. Um, NBA Jam. I love NBA. Yeah. 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 The difference between NFL Blitz right. and you know uh, uh, a Tecmo Bowl. Right. You know, one is serious sports and one is the fun sport. The difference yeah, right. between George Foreman boxing and yeah. punch out. There's a big difference, difference. there. Right. And a lot of people always get that question. It's like, you're just going to be sending me a box full of like freaking Madden and a bunch of sports crap, right? And it's like, if you don't have sports checked, you're never going to get a sports right. game, you know? Sticking to that, you get your own – you get a whole online catalog where you can keep track of your whole personal collection as right. an added benefit. And that, to us, helps us to not send you duplicate games. Mm-hmm. If you already own a copy of Final Fantasy IX for the PS1, then we're not going to send you – Right, and then for some chance that you they do get a duplicate, they'll, you'll send them a bonus game. That means that's on us. That right. actually happened to a friend yeah. of ours. Yeah. One of our friends is a listener because that's yeah. a good thing about having – you guys as sponsors, we've kind of become brand ambassadors. So, like, right. some of our friends that have actually bought the boxes have come to me with questions like, hey, and one of our good friends, he was like, hey, you know, they sent me, I think you sent him Duck Hunt or something. He's like, I already had it. That and, happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. and he said, uh, a lot, what do I do? And I said, just tell him. Yep. And he sent you an email, and you, like, emailed him super quick back, and he said, don't worry about it. Next month's yeah. box, we're going to send you an extra yeah. game. And you did. The next box, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there was happy. an extra game in there, and he we was super happy. Yeah. And even yeah. if it's on the customer's end, too, because – we, we we have to we have to we have all different types of collectors right. and you have people that are completionists yeah. and so some people want Mario Brothers Duck Hunt the combo Mario Brothers Duck Hunt cartridge right. the combo the Mario Brothers Duck Hunt track and field cartridge yeah. oh i haven't seen that one those are all yeah, that's separate what games my system came with and so sometimes people get confused on that and say hey i got a duplicate and it's like we we send out uh, newsletters once a month and we say look understand that if you're not a completionist and you don't want super mario brothers duck hunt combo cart because you own mario brothers and duck hunt separately just mark it off as owned on your list yeah. right and we'll never send it to you it happens a lot with greatest hits and platinum hits and player's choice on the newest right. consoles if you already own animal crossing 
check off Animal Crossing player's choice too. Right. Because that's a good that's a good yeah. pro tip yeah. there for those that yeah. 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 Because if you're a completionist, you want them both. There's not right. a whole lot of people out there, but we want to cater to yeah. both. So right. if you're not, check off both as owned. You know, we we have the, a lot of the RPGs that we like. We you guys have seen the offer codes out there. We have for the RPGs. Yes. And so a lot of those are greatest hits versions. And people say, well, the I Carn already Cross have the black label. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the greatest hits. No problem. Just check it off. But it's funny. That's yeah. that's almost the only because the software kind of helps take yeah. care of that. That's sure. almost the only way that people ever get duplicates yeah. is when they say, "Hey, I got I got Mario Brothers and I already own Mario Brothers Duck Hunt the combo card." Yeah. It's like, well, how hardcore of a collector are you? Because right. those are separate great yeah. cards, right. you know. Well, another thing too is I know a lot of people that buy like the black or not black label, but they buy they buy like yeah, like the PlayStation black label, yeah. and then they buy the greatest hits to play. Like they yeah, open like up the greatest one? hits. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like buying two copies of the same comic. Right. You put one yeah. to put in your collection. Exactly. So people we want to take that. care of both, but we always. Try, right. I mean, people don't always read the read the newsletters you yeah. send out, obviously. Sure. But we try to say in there, hey guys, heads up. You know, we don't consider this a duplicate unless you tell us you've already owned right, it. Right. We consider it cool. You're gonna get the whole set kind of thing. You right. Know? It it it'd be like saying it'd be like saying Pokemon, you know, blue and red and yellow are the same game. It's like we know as gamers that they were pretty damn similar. Right. Yeah. But, there's but there's different difference. games. Right. Especially yellow with the whole Pikachu and sure, it's closer sure. to the. But, uh, but you get the and, point there. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. if you said blue and yellow. If you said gold and silver. If you right. said sapphire and ruby. Exactly. We know as gamers those are actually technically the same games. But right. if you're a Pokemon collector, right. You want the set. Yeah. Right. You, you, want, you want the those, whole package. You know, the, yep. the Powerpuff Game Boy Color games. They made one for each of the three Powerpuff girls. You want the set of three. You want all of them. Yep. Yeah, I know you, about that one too. I had a friend that was big. Bill Green and, yep. and Battle Him. And, yep. <laughs> and that's the thing with these boxes, guys. They are artisanal, handcrafted boxes that are made for you. And also, we cannot say enough about the quality of these games. The yep. carts are in great shape. Awesome. The stickers also, are in Also, let's talk about like the disc based games. You have these amazing, yeah. cool uh, uh, collector's edition. Collect ticket, yeah. Well, yeah, it's cool because you have the CD in there and then you have on the front you have this awesome uh, retro game treasure cover. Yeah. So you still get the game in a yeah. case. Also, I like the fact that it's thin so it doesn't yeah. take up a lot of shelf That's space cool. too. I yeah. mean, about about 70% of the time, 50 to 70% of the time, the, the, the disc case games were in the original cases. Right. But sometimes... Price constrains that. You sure. know, Silent Hill for the PS1, it gets up there in price sure. when it's complete. But if you're a player and you – that's why we ask your collecting level. Right. If you select hardcore, we're going to try to not send you games if they're not complete in the case. Right. It also usually means you get less games per month because they're all worth a little more money. Sure, yeah. If you select a beginner level, we know that that means you want more games yeah. and you're not as worried about it being – not in the original case. Right, yeah. But to kind of combat that and make it fun, we have collector's edition covers and cases that, retro game collector's edition cases, that you get the game in too. And so they change every case. couple months too. So yeah. it's like not like you're going to have all these that are the same right. cover. Once they're done, they're done. It, yeah, once they're yeah. done, they're done, which yeah. I think kind of adds an extra yeah. level to it. Yeah. And just, just the guys, the selection of games is awesome. Also, guys, it's Christmas right around the corner. Yeah, this is a, a perfect gift. time for Christmas yep. gifts. Heck yeah. And speaking yep. of gifts, when you go to checkout, Put in for the promo code Happy Hour, and you yep. actually get two dollars off. off your purchase, and that's Happy Hour. Yeah, put that in the promo exactly. at checkout, and you definitely want to check yeah. them out. There's no yeah. contracts on that. You guys yeah. try yeah. one month, you don't like it, no problem. But yeah. most most people end up hanging around for yeah. quite yeah. a bit. They so. like they go cool. This is what I wanted. That's what happened to a couple of our friends because, yeah. yeah. like I said, the brand ambassador roll again. Like they're like, I don't know. I'll try I'm it like, out for I'm you like, guys. Try it. Yeah. Homeboy's on month six now. Yeah. Right? So like yeah. he just went ahead and bought like the six month package. Yeah. Right? And every month time three. it's yeah. like he said the same thing to us. He's like, man, this is like Christmas. 
all over right. again. Yeah. I have Every no month. idea where I'm going to get. Yeah. You, know? you have a you have you have an idea that's going to be in the vein that you right. like, yeah. but it still is a surprise it's, factor. It's awesome. It's, it's, cool. so it's a lot, Best a lot of both worlds. So, Buck, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Happy Hour sure with Johnny guys. and Deuce. Yep. And how they find us on the internet, Deuce? Well, actually, speaking of finding us, you want to find our good friend Michael Curiart. Yes. Amazing Michael, artist. M I C H A E L Carey C A R E Y Art A R T dot com forward slash and also Facebook.com forward slash Michael Carey Art. You gotta check out his amazing arts and his prints. And he also does commission work. He does. And, and he's gonna be at Sci Fi Barto as well, so you wanna check him out. And speaking of checking us out, Johnny, how can they find us they on can the interwebs? Find us on Facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. They can go on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Send us a line. Send us more questions for Buck. Ask for the sure. Buck. Yeah. Give me excuse to come in more often. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and you can go show at gmail.com. Uh, as well as our main hosting is SoundCloud, but we're also on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play Music, which is a newer edition. So all yeah. of you Android users, it's that's already on your phone for as, as like installware, like right there. So you right. can go type in Happy Hour Podcast and we're right there for you on your Android phone. So definitely go check us out on there. Um, and uh, remember when you're talking about the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, there's not one, not two, but three hashtags you want to put in your social media of choice. That's hashtag Happy Hour, Hour podcast, podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. See you.